Hey guys, welcome back to Beer Buddies. We have a Beer Week episode for you guys this time. Um, so this episode will talk about our favorites. What's up? I'm just over the last couple of podcasts. I think we've just established that you're like the intro. I think of yeah. all of them. I, don't just, think I, you, I think you've done the intro once, and then yeah, you got exactly. awkward with me about it, so I just started doing it because you gave me a hard time one time. So Well, I, well there was one time where you like waved at the phone, or at the recorder. So <laughs> You could do the intro. <laughs> no, I'm just, it was funny because um, we originally talked about doing the podcast. I, don't, I think I was a little bit more on board than you were at first, mm-hmm. and then now you're the like the host, basically. I don't mean to be, <laughs> so if that means you need to shut up, I'll shut up. But, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but yeah, back to back to what we're supposed to be. So talking we're doing about. a beer week episode. Um, uh, while Chris makes me feel self-conscious, uh, about sack beer week. This was our second second time doing beer week. Yeah, I think uh, when you and I first got into beer, it was about. Two years ago, was with the New Glory. The it was first like time, right after right Beer after Week was a thing too. too. Yeah, like, we well, accidentally like... stumbled into uh, Key Lime Goes just by chance going to New Glory the first time. Yeah, and we had no idea. And uh, yeah, so that, uh, second Beer Week, um, we'll sort of talk about maybe comparing and contrasting this year versus last year. Yeah, things yeah. we liked better this year, things we didn't like as well. Just generally what we liked and what we didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, what we'll be drinking through today. Is uh, Burning Barrels Taste of Royalty. Uh, they did a collab with four different breweries, I think it was. Each brewery is a collab. Um, maybe it's not. I could have sworn that it was. We might be confusing it with the... Um, so this one is from Moxa. Yeah. This one is... Where did uh, you find that? It's on the back, right? Like right oh, over this here. one's yeah. with High Water. And yeah. then... This, so Half Door, and... Okay, so now that I'm ready to talk about stuff like I know well, what I'm doing... This Maybe um, we could talk about this this time, because I think last year we didn't see this many collabs. There's been a lot of collaborations that were released over the Yeah, and so. I think that's what's really cool. Um, so we're going to start with a Raspberry Cupcake, which is a cupcake-inspired raspberry sour, 5.5% alcohol. Uh, brewed with... Uh, so it's the two breweries collaborating were Burning Barrel and Wild Barrel Brewing Company. Hmm. Uh, brewed in conjunction with our friends at Wild Barrel Brewing, this beer combines the elegant flavor of Mexican vanilla beans and fresh raspberries with its tart foundation. Let hmm. there be cake. All right. And then we'll move on <clears throat> to a Cloudy Double IPA, a s'mores-inspired blonde stout, and a maple-glazed... Chocolate stuffed imperial porter. So we'll get into the tasting notes when we of uh, the other cans when we we open them. But let's crack open okay. this sour. So remember we did that podcast uh, New Year's where we talked about we had different styles of beer that we were drinking. We talked about our favorites mm-hmm. as we we're working through. So right now, since we're cracking open a sour uh, during Beer Week, were there any notable sours that you tried that you really really liked? Because I had a couple. I think we might agree on a couple. Uh, I mean, the, if, the, if we're counting the key lime goes, and the strawberry key lime goes, I was on board with that like I usually am. Uh, oh, cheers, or we have to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers. There you go. You have to drink words of bad luck. So, I was Ooh, excited that nice. they, yeah, this is really nice. It's like almost a, this is a kettle sour. 
Is this regular? It's I got. It's, it's on the the descriptions on the. Okay. If you turn the can a little bit, you can see. Yeah, this is like. It doesn't say kettle sour, but if you gave this to me, I would think it's it's on par with some of the kettle sours you and I had in the past. Even though there's like one we had with lactose in it. And the Mexican really, vanilla beans in this yeah. almost feel like lactose. It's really mild for a normal like a just I don't know it's a standard sour like a non kettle sour. Usually those are really really tart. Even yeah. one with, with raspberries in it, this one's really good. Yeah, it definitely has that kettle sour um, feel. Um, I really enjoyed Track Seven's sour. Oh, uh, the margarita sour. Limoni sal. Yeah, um, that was really good. That actually tasted. Um, I had someone taste that because I liked it. And I have a, a you know you know I've acquired our taste for sours, but I wanted someone to try one uh, that hadn't, uh, which would be my dad. He's like our control. Anytime we have an experiment, we want to see some beers, good yeah. or not. He said it tastes like a bitter margarita, so <laughs> he even agrees. They did a pretty good job on that one. It's, uh, I mean, we got into the subject where has, has Track 7 ever come out with a bad sour? And, I mean, if they have, I'd love to know the name of it. Yeah, I think like, we've I, tried most of their sours. We haven't had a bad one yet, right? Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I don't think they've all blown me out of the water, but I've, I've enjoyed all of them. The only one that I didn't love i think was the oh yeah version three which was the grape one and that was only because the one before it was the watermelon one which was fantastic so they it was so good they brought it back it's like the marvel universe you know and or infinity war came out and then ant-man and the wasp came out and Mm ant-man and the wasp wasn't bad you'd just seen infinity war three months prior so it just didn't stand a chance yeah well uh, i was gonna say what i really liked uh this year about the, the beer week some of the sours that we saw um, I would say Key Lime goes, uh, it's, a, it's, is it considered a sour? It's a goes. goes it's a sour ale. wheat ale. Yeah. So that was count. good. Uh, this year they actually canned, or last year they canned, but they announced they were canning it this year, the strawberry Key Lime goes, which is made with actual strawberries. And it's, that's honestly, I think on a hot day, uh, that one's a little bit better. It, it, it definitely, it's one of, it's like flan. It, it tastes better. But I can't have as much of it. The regular Key Lime Goes is definitely... Crushable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go through some of that beer. And this, uh, the regular Key Lime Goes, like you and I had some that was like about a month old. Mm-hmm. So we, last year, we went a little nuts. We bought. I think I bought four or five packs of it, like four packs of it. I had it for about a month. And towards the end, so like the New Glory thing where you let the beer sit for a couple weeks, two to four weeks, they get pretty good. you got to be careful, though, with the IPAs when they're a month old. But some of their sours... Oh, they're really good. About three weeks. Yeah. So, oh boy. That strawberry one, though. Uh, we're going to crack those open next weekend. We're going to have some. That's going to be good. So, I didn't see as many sours this time. Now, to be fair, mm-hmm. Beer Week has a lot to offer. Oh, yeah. And this... you and I strictly operate with, the, like, under the can releases. That's what we're going to. Yeah, there's so many beers that are released. That they don't, uh, you know, they don't let you take anything home. You have to drink it there. So, like, we, actually, Jordan, I took a picture of his fridge after beer week last weekend, and uh, it was half a refrigerator full of beer, and that was just stuff that you can take home. And that was, I mean, we only hit, like, what, four or five places? It was maybe, I think I hit, I don't, I mean, probably half the can releases that were out there, I'd say. Yeah, it was but, really strategic. We were really strategic with how we bought. Like we would split mm-hmm. four packs of stuff. Yeah. Uh, this taste of royalty we're doing is a mixed four pack. There were people buying four packs of each beer. So I, I, I mean, I didn't go out to Bike Dog this year. No. So that's, I guess that's a big caveat or big asterisk is this is only 
We're only talking about the cans that we tried. Right. So, right. and that was what I was gonna say. There, I didn't get as, I didn't see as much of the sour thing going on for Beer Week, but I know every year, Moraz Brewing in El Dorado Hills does a sour day where they do an all draft sour day. See, that would be pretty incredible. To go to, it's, yeah, and do flights of sours. Like, yeah. I think that'd be really dope. So yeah. as much as I, I don't want to say, I guess the bright sentence would say would be, I think there were fewer sours released. In cans. In cans this year. Yeah. Than I saw last year. Uh, because Track 7 put down two or three in Beer Week by themselves, and they just put down one mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Which is interesting that Track 7, I think you and I both noticed they had a smaller... Beer week presence this year. Well, I mean, not to put Track Seven on blast, but they have some domestic situations they're working through, and they've received some backlash publicly. Yeah. And rumor has it, because you know I work in the industry, you know mm-hmm. people are even pulling the Track Seven handles because of it. Yeah. Uh, people have left the company because of what's going on there. Um, I don't want to. Sp- I don't know a ton, so I don't feel comfortable like recording a response to that when I don't have all the info. But I do think the rumor rumor around the industry is that they're dialing things back to make sure they don't get too big for their britches while they're kind of hitting a dip in sales. And I think I think we saw them doing that last week. Yeah. I think they're uh, one of their uh, releases, which we can talk more about when we get to the Golden Stout, was that Golden Nug and Futs, and that was that that's been one of my favorite, the regular, the regular peanut butter stout. Well, even one I think we can uh, talk about now was that, you know, that blueberry saison we could... Oh, that was... Kind of aligns yeah. itself with... I think of everything we have on this flight, aligns itself with the sour mostly. Well, well, what I was saying is that the fact, like you're talking about the downsizing, is they're getting rid of Nug and Futs because of the price point or the, the what they're able to sell it for and what it costs them to make. And that was one of my first, uh, like, one of my favorite, like, dark beers when I first started getting into dark beers. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. That was a pretty good beer. Yeah, so, we were drinking a tall bottle once a week for a while. Yeah, now it's now it's going away. So we'll have to have a candlelight vigil for Nuck and Futs. Uh, so we haven't tried all of this Burning Barrel stuff yet, so I don't want to get too much into Burning Barrel and what they're about. We'll do that towards the end, I guess. But what what brewery surprised you? Let's say for Beer Week. I don't want to do best brewery mm. from Beer Week till we finish this four pack. But like, was there a brewery that really kind of surprised you? Well, I think... I mean, I guess Track 7 technically counts because we were shocked that they weren't as busy as they were a year ago. Yeah, that was a surprise. Because Track um, 7 was doing midweek cam releases, weekend cam releases. Like, yeah. you could not... Like, I remember going to Track 7 four or five times last year, and I went twice mm-hmm. this year. So, one thing I, I... Well, all right. So, I feel like we talk about New Glory so much, so we should be, like, endorsed by them. Kind of, or Thin Line, one yeah. of them. So, New Glory uh, did a pretty killer job filling up their week this year. Like, they had the six shades of dark, the, you know, tap only. That would have been a really killer day to be at New Glory. It was a re-release of their collaboration with Moxa. It was a re-release. Uh, that one was called uh, Malablaster, right? They had the King Snies came back. We kind of were, you know. Mm-hmm. We were there a couple days after the actual event itself, and they still had all those beers on. Yeah, so that's the downside of what you and I were doing because we're so busy is just doing cans because it would have been nice to sit there for a couple hours and drink through some of those. I mean, they brought back the uh, regular and vanilla 18-month-aged Infinite Void, which the vanilla one is Well, King incredible. Size Satisfies, that Peanut one, Butter see, Lovers. Like, I remember us not being as excited when we tried the King Size. It would have been dope to have had it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see but, what you're saying. 
But the fact that they brought back, excuse me, the 18-month vanilla Infinite Void, man, that's that was a very, very good beer. Yeah, that's, I mean, we've even debated whether or not that's the best dark beer we've ever had. Especially, like, a barrel-aged dark beer. Like, that yeah. might be... So that's something I saw last year with uh, Old Republic, where they had that one day during Beer Week when it was all, it was like 12 taps or 10 taps of all barrel-aged beers. Uh, you and I are fanboys of barrel-aged stuff. You know, like, we've tried all kinds of crazy one stuff. One beer but... aged five different ways, I think it was. What, last year? Last year, Old from, Republic. Uh, Old Republic. It was one, okay. one stout aged five different ways, and I think, I think it was a different barrel. For each one. Hmm. I think it was like tequila, rum, bourbon. Uh, I forget what exactly... Well, I, I don't remember all the specifics, but I do remember having the tequila one and the bourbon well, that's barrel what, one. The Abyss uh, did that with uh, Deschutes. Uh-huh. They did that, with the, that was... That was in, that was a tall bottle release that you and I had, the Bombers. And that was really interesting. Trying rum, tequila, bourbon barrel, oak barrel, Chardonnay. Or it was, no, it was not Chardonnay. It was a Pinot Noir barrel. Uh, the, when you and I were really getting into barrel aging, that was, um, that was eye-opening. It was neat, so. Yeah, I, I, and they all have their own, like, it's not like I even think that any of them taste better than the other, I think. That, they're just uh, different. They're all different. Yeah, they're just different. It brings out different characteristics of the beer. So, uh, New Glory's Six Shades of Dark was really cool. Uh, they filled their board pretty well, uh, during beer week. They had a lot of cans. Uh, I think I was, this is, so... <clears throat> When I say surprised, uh, when you asked me about being surprised, uh, we did the, um, well, you and I have had Moxa beers. We've, we haven't gone to Moxa and had beer yet, but we've had Moxa beers, Moxa collabs. Uh, I was surprised that, so we did, we, I told you I was going to bring this up too, the Meeting of the Minds. Uh, the Moonraker one was okay. Uh, the Urban Roots one was, I think, a little bit better than Moonraker. And, of course, Moxa had the best one in that well, one. Well, finish your sour. We'll crack this IPA. We'll yes. talk about that. So that's that's kind of – that was a surprise to me that Moonraker was kind of the bottom of that, that can release, in my opinion. Well, as, so. okay, hold on. We're going to debate that really quick. Uh-oh. Let's uh, finish that. I'm finishing hey, hey. I'm going to crack this. Because right. um... we agree the Moonraker had the best. Oh, you said I thought you said Moonraker. No, no, I mean, sorry, Moxa had the best one. Their double hazy was really good. The fruited one? The fruited one was Urban Roots. No, the fruited one was Moxa. Was it? Yes. The How one, am I getting those confused? The the hazy was Moonraker. Okay. We might be saying the same thing. So let me tell okay. you how I remember it. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about this camera real quick. We'll cheers and we'll be back off. Um, so this one <laughs> is in collaboration with Half Door, which is a brewery in San Diego. Uh, Chris and I have heard a lot of great things about them. We just haven't mm-hmm. uh, been able to make it down there yet. It's a little bit of a hike. Uh, so, brewed in conjunction with our friends at Half Door, brewing this beer combines a silky, pillowy base with flavors of citrus, lemon zest, and tropical fruit stemming from the abundance of citra and Southern Cross hops, a drinkable San Diego sunset. So, this beer is called Southern Sunset, a cloudy double IPA. So, I think that just means... I don't think that means Northeast inspired. Unfiltered, maybe? Is that all it means? I guess. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Have you drink this bad luck? Okay. So the meeting of the minds thing, 
if I'm being honest, was probably one of the the one of my biggest beer week disappointments. Yeah. Not because I I think the beer was was all fine. I thought Moxa's. I was a little bit disappointed because of the three, Moxa was that fruited. Really, it was really fruity. I think it's good. I don't think it's as good as the other two. It's kind of on par with like. Um... If you want like a fruited IPA, uh, I think One Two Punch from Crooked Lane. Yeah. It's a little similar line, but I think that's a little bit better of a beer. Like One Two Punch is fantastic. Moonraker did a hazy. Yeah. But my beef with Moonraker was you only could get a growler of it to take home, so I had to buy a Moonraker growler. Yeah. And that's... I think that's lame when you're collaborating with two other breweries, you're all doing a meeting of the minds, it's collaboration IPAs, and you're putting your heads together. The other two breweries can it, you don't, and then. You're dropping cans of something else while it's on draft. It just kind of irks me. You're 45 minutes out of town. Yeah. I mean, I won't, I won't grill them for that because that's more of a me problem than a them problem. Well, but they, the they overall did a collaboration present... with the Roseville uh, and Sacramento breweries, right? Uh huh. But then they're way out of town and they're the least accessible, not just by distance, but also by what you can take home with you during beer week. That's yeah. my beef. They don't even, they don't even do crowlers. Which kind of like yeah. bummed me out about Moonraker in general. And I think I don't have like Moonraker. I don't love Moonraker as much as everyone else does. But I also yeah. don't have like a beef. But like that lack of Crowler thing was like a, a bone I have to pick with them. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a little. Uh, but they made the best beer. They also yeah. made the least interesting one. Yeah, that's kind of the payout. Is they played it safe and they yep. made the best beer, but it's, they didn't take a risk. Everyone knows Moonraker can make a hazy. Yeah. Everyone so I guess then that. what's the what's I'll ask you then, Chris, like what's the what's the payout to taking risks then if you know what you're good at and you do what you're good at and people love what you're good at, why would I why would I branch out? Um are you trying to put out a specific product or are you trying to put out a specific like a brand reputation? I think that's the difference between Moonraker and New Glory. So what is, what is what is that uh, go and dive into that for me because I'm not sure I know entirely what you mean. So Moonraker makes hazies. Okay. Well, they make a lot of other stuff, but they have hazies nailed down. They make fantastic hazies. We know that. So they're trying to sell hazies and then play a little bit around it. The difference is, um, would you say Moonraker is an awesome brewery? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're okay. Okay, is New Glory an awesome brewery? Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference? New Glory makes a lot they experiment a lot but their beers aren't always as good as what uh, Moonraker puts out but they have very very diverse amount of styles uh, they're always trying to change things up be experimental and that's I think part of what makes them interesting so New Glory kind of feel or Moonraker kind of feels like New Glory light if well, you will yeah that but I'm saying like Moonraker is pushing they, they they'll do a hazy New Glory is selling good beer that's my saying. Are you selling a product or are you selling a brand? That's what I was getting at. And in this example, Moonraker's the brands, uh, new products. Oh, and New Glory's the brand. Yeah, New Glory okay. beer. New Glory. That's the, exactly the way you just responded. When I said Moonraker's is all right. New Glory's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I see. Yeah, not, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not, a good point. Yeah. Not all the beer that New Glory makes is as good as a lot of the beers that Moonraker makes. But the fact that you can go to New Glory. And they have, I mean, well, now their board is ridiculous because it's just past beer week. But they have a Kolsch, they have a Pilsner, they have a, 
uh, a lager, they have a, a bitter, uh, like a English bitter, they have uh, brown ales, they have stouts, hand, porters. Handful of IPAs. Yeah, yeah, West Coast, East Coast, single, double, triple, I mean, and they're all pretty good. So, yeah, I guess the difference is you go to Moonraker, uh, you can try some stuff. They're all right. I mean, their cans are really expensive, too. They're a little bit more expensive. They're like six, seven bucks a can in our neighborhood versus, you know, you know four or five bucks for New Glory cans. I think um, New Glory as a whole is a better brewery, uh, even though Moonraker can put out some bomb-ass beer. That's what my point I would. Is. I mean, I would agree. I So, yeah. I think Moonraker made the – again, Moonraker made the best beer. They also made the safest beer. So that's, that's think, what I'm saying. I think that's – I guess the, to round out my point is that's their business model. Sure. They have nailed that down. They can make a hazy. So speaking more to that brand, mm-hmm. you know, if we had to pick like – of the three breweries that had like the biggest brand recognition between like between Moonraker, mm-hmm. Urban Roots, and Moxa, you can make an argument between Moonraker and Moxa. I mm-hmm. think it's Moxa. Yeah, it's probably Moxa. And then Moonraker is the second, maybe a close second. Mm-hmm. But Urban Roots is like a distant third. Like no one really yeah. knows Urban Roots They're the way they know. Kind of the new those. kids on the block. Yeah. You know? And I think. They – this collaboration – and I have the utmost respect for Urban Roots. I think they're major players in the brewery scene. Oh, yeah. But they're not as well-known right now because, mm. like you said, they're new kids on the block yeah. per se. Like I know they've been around for a minute, but they've just redone their business model recently. Killer business model. Right. And uh, I think what's cool is from a brand standpoint, they had the least to lose mm-hmm. and the most to gain. Yeah. Uh, put out – I think it was just a West Coast double – I don't think it was a hazy. No, it was just a, a beer. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, which is it wasn't as good as the Moonraker one, but it's funny because their stock rose, and Moonraker's kind of dropped because I guess Moonraker is in that echelon of breweries that we kind of expect something out of. But yeah. Moxa, I think Moxa's name kind of dropped off with that. I don't think Moxa's meeting in the minds was that great. And I, I mean, and some of that's because I had really high expectations because I think Mox is one of those breweries that's supposed to be making really killer IPAs. Like, Knee Deep is supposed to be making really killer IPAs, Moonraker, New Glory, and Moxa to mm-hmm. me. And then you can pick a fifth if you can think of one. I don't really – Claim Steak, Field – well, yeah. Claim Steak and Field Worker in, com- like, yeah. conversation for that fifth slot. Yeah. But those four, like Knee Deep, Moonraker, Moxa, and New Glory mm-hmm. are the ones where, like, when they drop a hazy, I – like, you've hit me with some serious shit before, so you better hope that – like, I know what your batting average is. And just because you hit, gave me a base hit doesn't mean I'm going to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, other breweries give me a double or a triple. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Like, you, you hit yeah. a double. I'm good with that. Like, mm-hmm. you're solid. But yeah. when you're New Glory, you don't get to hit a base hit and have me celebrate you because you've hit so many home runs. Yeah. That you – like, getting on base was the expectation. Mm-hmm. I feel you there. Uh, the meeting of the minds. But that's um, the thing, too, is uh, – the one, the most experimental beer, was done by the most uh, apparently the number six brewer in the world, um, the the biggest hitter that was supposed to be in that that release, and that was the most interesting beer. So it was that fruit infused IPA, right? Yeah, and it was the beer I could kill the the lowest, like the the least amount of over a long period of time because yes. that, it was that fruity. Yeah, this it's a little bit more filling, a little bit more on your palate. It's not as crushable. Um, but then I think you and I got into this conversation where, uh, we were looking at 
breweries based off of like experimentation. You're not always going to win. Um, beer yeah. week might not be the time to, well, maybe it is. I don't know. It might not be the time to try something you never tried before, try something new or see how things go. Uh, you, there is a lot of hype with beer week. So I think if you do something experimental that you're not exactly happy with, you could probably still guarantee it'll sell out because people are on that, that hype train, you know, that, that, uh, kind of mindset. I mean, but... I'm a, I'm a no risk, no reward kind of person. So yeah. like I will give Moonraker the props for making the best beer out of those that out of that trilogy they all did they all worked together i think that moonraker hazy was towards the top 25 percent of the beers that we had during beer week like i had oh yeah it was definitely it was good it was very good yeah i but also the reason it's not ranked higher is because they could have dropped that beer anytime oh and it wouldn't have felt like a beer week beer you're gonna like, like this one. Oh, go ahead where Sorry. like all of track seven's releases to me, felt like like the blueberry saison, peanut butter blondes, margarita infused sour. Yeah, they dropped a hazy. The hazy was solid, mm-hmm. but that was like the end of beer week, and they had already given me three other beers that were just so dope. Yeah. And when I was at Moonraker, the other beer they had, the other two beers that came out in cans that day were hazies. Mm. So you're just dropping hazies, which I guess speaks yeah. more to your point. Where it's like, okay, that's cool, do hazies, but if you're one dimensional. It really limits your stock to me as far as, like, who I'm putting in this, like, beer week hierarchy. Yeah. Go ahead. You, oh. had, a, you had a good point. Sorry, I was I ended my sentence on an awkward fragment. Oh, it's okay. What was my point, though? I talked about Track 7's cam releases. They dropped three good beers during beer week. Oh, okay. So I – okay. Sorry. it's It's been a long week. My point was to to kind of reaffirm this for people that might not understand who we're talking about, especially uh, you guys that are not in Sacramento. Uh, but if you follow basketball, uh, Moonraker's kind of like the Golden State Warriors when it comes to hazies. Right, the Warriors, you know, shoot yeah. threes, make a lot, make a lot of money mm-hmm. on a clip, yeah. Yeah, like okay, so yeah, if they win a championship, you go, okay, yeah, they're a good team. They won. Like, what, four now? Three? So, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's I think that's kind of the point you are trying to make, too, earlier. It kind of reinforces that. Yeah. Where it's like, there's no risk. I mean, they're, they're, they're a superpower in the region there with beer making. And Hazes are so are. trendy right now, yeah. and that's all they make. And I know a lot of people who swear by Moonraker because their Hazes are the best in Sacramento. Yeah, they're probably, I mean, for the most part, their Hazes are pretty solid. I th- Well, I think their know? Hazes are great. I think yeah. best in Sacramento is a little bit of a reach. Because mm-hmm. I think people kind of pass that crown around, but yeah, I do think if you're gonna name three breweries that make the best hazies, to me it, the conversation at least starts with New Glory and Moonraker, and we can argue over that third spot. Yeah. Which I, I mean, then I would probably come down, but who who makes the best hazies in my mind for that third spot will come down to like Crooked Lane, Claim Steak. And Moxa probably would be yeah. the three that you would debate that third spot over. I yeah, it's been a while since I've been to field work, but last time I was there, they had some really really amazing hazies. Last summer, uh, they were they were killing it. I haven't been the, back there. I hadn't. We actually so one of the beers that did come out of a beer week, which we might talk about here when we crack open the third one, was a collaboration with New Glory. It was that golden coffee cake. Beer. Mm-hmm. Not sure exactly if it's a stout, porter, brown ale, whatever. It's a golden stout. It's a golden stout, yeah. 
Which is exactly what we're going to talk about when we crack open. This next year we're going to have is a Golden Stout. Oh, yeah, which is something I think it's a style we've been seeing a lot more of lately, which is interesting. Golden Stouts. Which I think it's kind of cool. I think um, Golden Stout versus, like, the standard stout, especially when they're doing a lot of this, like, dessert-style stuff, mm-hmm. has this, like, chocolate cake versus, uh, like, funfetti kind of thing going for it. Yeah. Which is, is kind of fun because if you do – like, if you just s'more stout and it was, like, a typical, like, dark stout, mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like s'more. So well, you do a golden like, stout with marshmallow. It, yeah. feels, it feels like a s'more stout. All right, so – so this is this is where it gets tricky. Campfire Stout from uh, High Water is a fantastic stout. Yeah, it's very good. But it's like what you're saying. It's more chocolate, more of the dark tones. Yeah. Um, it's not quite an actual. And you can't smore. drink it really during summer no. as much as you That's do during beer. winter. So. So some like s'mores kind of feel like summer to me in that golden yeah. stout you can drink during summer. So there's like an aesthetic uh-huh. nostalgia thing that goes for those kinds of beers. But the. Remember the last golden uh, s'more stout we had before this one? I know, yeah. I bring it up because we're talking about taking risks, and one of the reasons why we do like Track 7s is because they take risks. Uh, they made that golden stout that wasn't very good, but they tried, and I uh, give them respect for that. Uh, same with uh, New Glory. So another reason why we just, uh, we're saying what we're just saying between uh, the comparison to New Glory and Moonraker. I don't think Moonraker's ever come out with a golden stout, or uh, do they do sours? I don't know. Moonraker? Yeah. They might. I'm sure they do. Oh, no. I have seen a couple. If okay. I mean, I don't remember what they're called. I ha- I do okay. see them every now and again from them. Well, that's that's my point is Moonraker, you know, they'll, they're more experimental. And I think as a whole that makes you a better brewery uh, because you can learn from the things that go well and learn from the things that don't go well. But you don't learn if you don't try. Right. Uh, okay. So I was interested in changing the subject. I just want hmm. to cut you off. Oh. Okay. Um, so what I just thought of when you said, does Moonraker make sours? Mm. It's like, well, I mean, they make one every now and again, but, mm-hmm. I mean, they're next to Knee Deep. Knee Deep just dropped their first sour. Knee Deep's mostly IPAs. Yeah. So do you think maybe there's, like, a Auburn Hills, like, demographic that they just want to drink IPAs? Well, the, how many sours does Crooked Lane make? Because they're also in Auburn, Grass Valley area. You know, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Right? I Maybe think, that's a regional thing where just people in the hills but, just don't like stouts. But what I will say is Crooked Lane makes a lot of IPAs. Like, mm-hmm. how many Crooked Lane stouts do you see floating around? I that's a legitimate yeah. question. I'm not sure I've seen one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen one either. So, I mean, beer buddies mystery. we got to crack the case. we got to go. we got to go to Moonraker. Yeah, sounds like we got to do a trip to the hills. Uh, well, not Moonraker. I'm sorry, Crooked Lane. Moonraker, I know, makes some stouts. Moonraker is kind of like Moxa in the sense where they, they hit, okay, they so, hit, they hit IPAs, they hit stouts. It's mostly what well, they do. They have Wicked Whisper, and they had the chocolate one that we just tried. That was, st- I mean, they're solid, but oh man, that's a, that's another reason why I'm a New Glory fanboy. They have some good stouts consistently. They're not, they're, you know, 7.5 to, to 8 out of 10 consistently. Well, you know, and what we're talking about is so. also why I loved uh, when I went to Alvarado Street in Monterey. Because they had IPAs, they had milkshake IPAs, hazies, whatever. And then they had pastry stout, like an Irish stout, mm-hmm. uh, a couple sours, and then some like malted styles. Like a nice easy blonde. They had a Monterey Common. 
which I think that's an interesting style a, of beer. A lot of a lot of these malted yeah. styles, like Sacramento breweries, sometimes joke about it. Like Moxa posted an April Fool's joke mm. that said, "Hey, you guys asked. Here are some of the styles we're gonna start brewing because you guys have asked for about." And I remember they listed five, and three of them were Kolsch, Hef, and California Common. And they were just hating. Like, they were just joking like that was funny. Like, people, why would people ask for that? You know, like, I you always know, talk we, about why we, don't people do wheat beers more? Or, like, you know, we like, like Kolsch's. Like, you would do yeah. it because the IPA scene is so saturated that it's hard to stand yeah. out with IPAs. And breweries, uh-huh. every brewery, I guarantee you... You get when you get obsessed with this idea of what your brand is. Like Moxa thinks they're a brand. Track Seven thinks they're a brand. New Glory thinks they're a brand. You go mm-hmm. to Burning Barrel. Burning Barrel thinks they're a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think few breweries are actually a brand. And I think most breweries are drinking their own Kool Aid, mm-hmm. which I get because you're making your own product, you're designing your own stuff, yep. and it's kind of like when we were in a band. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not put so much of yourself into something. And work really hard at something and also not yeah. think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So every beer you make, you're going to think is amazing. But you're not standing out when you make a bunch of hazies. You're just not. You're no. not bad because you make a bunch of hazies. But like, oh, they have really great hazies. That's like, yeah. But if you fill out your board, like New Glory did this really well during like Oktoberfest with like some German style lagers. Yeah. Where you still have the hazies, you still have the dark uh-huh. beer. You still have all of that stuff going for you, yep. and then you do some like really, really great German-style beers. Just come out with two or three to fill out your board. Like That's what puts people over the top. Yeah, I think you and I also, we've talked about this a few times, where we're a little bit more picky about what we drink or what we like to see from breweries. And I think a lot of breweries have it easy. They can get away with not having that much of a variety because people just go, oh, it's a beer that's cloudy. Okay, this one's good. This one's not good. I, I like this one a little bit, but they don't really investigate why or, or ask any questions. They just kind of take it at face value. And I think that's why you and I get frustrated sometimes because we're looking at breweries and we're looking for more. Like we just talked about this in the last podcast, I think, where we get frustrated when the breweries don't put the hop and malt varieties on the can. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're looking for, but most people really don't care. And so then the, no, the market's allowing these breweries to be kind of not, not really lazy. I wouldn't say lazy, but lack diversity and, and – you know. So most people don't care if you're right. But when yeah. the claim stake, the Moxas, the New Glories, the Track 7s of the world are all putting it on the can, that's why uh-huh. they're so big. Because yeah. so many people yep. feel like they're getting a certain experience. Because the reason we're, we have – like people call us weird or we have higher expectations is because it might not be necessarily a brewery. Like expectation, mm-hmm. it's what can we get and where can we get it from with what we're looking for. So yeah. you and I want to learn more about beer, mm-hmm. and we like drinking good beer. So if yeah. there's a brewery out there that's going to tell me how it's made mm-hmm. and why it tastes the way it tastes, and it's good, mm-hmm. guess what? That's where we're going to go yeah. because we can get the most bang for our buck and the most experience. And funny enough, the breweries that do that, that can share that experience, are also typically making the best beer. Because yeah. there are a few breweries you and I like absolutely love that don't put anything on their cans. Yeah. And it's not because they, like we don't just love the beer more because they put it on the cans. Like they're also they also just happen to be the bigger players, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to more like they know what they're doing with their beer, because that's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. So a, a place that I think uh, you and I've heard a lot about that we weren't really completely sold. We just talked about drinking the Kool Aid. 
uh, Burning Barrel. And I think this four-pack is slowly, as we work through it, changing my mind about Burning Barrel. Uh, we've had a couple beers from them. They were pretty good. Yeah. They're they're young still. Like you can tell they're still well, not really getting their feet under. They have their feet under them, but they're one of the breweries that we're talking about where they don't always uh, put the ingredients on the cans. They're not as uh, fully developed as some of the other ones have been here for a couple of years but from a beer perspective yeah, but, but the aesthetics perspective yeah. you go there and pretty great. when you and i went there and we were talking to the people behind the counter that were pouring the beer they were able to answer the questions and i appreciate that you know what i mean they were yeah. able to talk to us about the beer which there's been some places you and i've gone that we were expecting that that quality or the people that work at the brewery know anything about the beer and they don't and it's really surprising yeah you know what i mean no, i would so, I would absolutely agree with that. So Burning Barrel, as we're working through, we just finished our second can of this four can, uh, you know, release. They're growing on me. Just, just sitting here. They're, they're doing better. So, I guess technically they are uh, the brewer spotlight tonight, but we might have to go back there and try some more of their stuff again. I think they're selling me here. We'll get into that. I want to finish yeah. the four pack. I do think. Um, I, so I mean maybe 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 here's what we'll, we'll check in with I guess or maybe we'll have the conversation now. Hmm. I've always like had like respect for Burning Barrel. I think yeah. Burning Barrel's always been like a player in the area. Yeah. But I've never bought into the full on hype that goes into Burning Barrel. Well, there was people when I was waiting in line at some of these can releases for Beer Week where they I heard Burning Barrel brought up every place that I went every time I was standing in line anywhere. Well, this taste of royalty is pretty amazing. Like, this I, is. That's what I'm saying. Um, that changed my mind here. But before this, I wasn't sure they were worth the hype. They're, they're really great. If you're not going for the aesthetics, you're going just for the beer. And I think they're worth some That's, of the hype. Yeah. But I don't think they're worth all of it. Like, I think – I don't th- – I mean, I don't personally think they're... I mean, and also here's the the thing that I, I wonder is they collaborated with, like, some pretty amazing breweries. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, Half Door is, like, one of the biggest players in San Diego. Yeah. Moxa, I think, is a bigger player in the area. High Water is uh-huh. super established. Yeah. Like, it makes me wonder if, like, Big Brother came in to kind of, like, up their ante a little bit. Yeah, maybe. And I only say that because I, I think... I buy into part of the hype with Burning Barrel at this point. I don't buy into all of it. And I've been mm-hmm. there three different times drinking beer. I've yeah. had a good time each time. I think they're great. But I don't, like, I think if you ask some people, like, Burning Barrel gets, like, top three, top five nod in Sacramento. Ooh. And I'm not I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid that hard on them. So this is a, something I was going to tell you about uh, before we started the podcast because it was a really interesting conversation I had. But I think it's extremely relevant right now. Cool. So, can I pause you and we'll talk about this real quick and then we'll get into yes. your story? Yes, pause. Okay. So, we're pouring beer number three in our mixed four pack. Oh, shoot. I like heck of short change. That's fine. That That's um, fine with me. Oh, what a gentleman. He's giving some back, ladies and gentlemen. He's giving some back to me. A little bit because I don't think you're going to like it. And. <laughs> oh. So far, it smells so good. So, this is a s'more inspired blonde stout called Let's Go Camping. Brewed in collaboration with High Water Brewing, and it is infused with marshmallows, fresh graham crackers, vanilla beans, and crew cacao nibs. Nitro, fourth force. Oh, well, I wish I would have read that. Uh-oh. So I might have fucked this up for us, because I didn't read it, and... Oh, there you go. Hey, a little swirly. Swirl it a little bit. 
Just just swirl it. Yeah, by the way, nitros, you got a hard pour. Uh, I've actually, uh, like, some of well, my and friends... And you have to shake the can, too. Really? A little bit. Okay, so even I'm screwing up, but there's been a couple times where I'm pouring, uh, like, a nitro beer for a friend, and it's hard poured in a glass, and like, what are you doing? Oh, and they freak out, you know? Like, no, 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 this is, watch, and it does that really cool cascading thing with the, with the you know, foam coming up. So and... mine's a little flat, because I screwed up the pour, but I can taste it, it's a... Uh... No, I think that's just the nitro peel. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. in either, any case... Um, that's just how nitros are. I think They're this smooth. is good. I am pleasantly surprised. Man, yes. that, that golden stout, there's track seven. That, oh, yeah, cheers to you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have to drink or it's bad luck. Um, that one they did was just not... So maybe nitro is kind of the way to go with this style maybe. when you're doing like the s'mores thing. Cause, or maybe the graham cracker is just too prevalent in that track seven one. Who knows? But It tasted like plastic. I don't know what they did. That's... I don't know. This is really well balanced. This one has a little bit more vanilla. You can taste the vanilla really strongly in this one. I would bet that this can, if we went and bought one, if they still had some, would be really, really good about a month from now. Or even two months from now. This, you probably can't age it because it's not high enough alcohol content. But I, I have a feeling that this one settles really nicely. Because that other one we tried from Track 7 did taste better after about a month. It got better. Yeah. So. I think this one would still taste good, but I would rather... I mean, you have to remember, this has been in my fridge for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you've gotten a little bit of what you've, what yeah. you've asked for. Uh, this has been in the fridge for so long because it was mixed four-pack, and it took us a little bit to get... Uh, to get Ooh. ready to drink it. Yeah, we had a lot of beer to go through. Mm. Yeah. Long week. Um, and three different times we planned on drinking this and doing an episode, but we just kept moving moving the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Golden Stouts go, this is a style I keep seeing pop up. This one's pretty good. Yeah, the, so the New good. Glory Fieldwork one. Oh, that's the coffee cake. That one. was surprising. I think too. wrecks this, by the way. Yeah, this one. So this being a nitro, uh, it's not too intimidating. It's very, very drinkable. It's really smooth. None of the flavors really jump out. The the New Glory uh, Fieldwork collab, I think, has a little bit more bite to it. Uh, a couple of the flavors a little bit stronger. Uh, this one's a little bit more laid back. Yeah, so definitely. Um. But, you know, this is dope. I've always wanted this, like, s'mores golden stout thing to go well. We've had two of them. One was track seven. One was very forgettable. I don't remember what it was. But, or who made it, I mean. But this is just, like, a really cool style. And it's, and nitro's kind of a nice twist. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. I enjoyed this so All right. far. So, technically, that fieldwork one, I don't think, was part of Beer Week. So it was, like, the Friday before Beer Week. No, it was during beer week? This is a Tuesday. Oh, it was a Tuesday. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. We picked it up on Friday. That was when we drank some through that dark beer, too. Yeah, so, okay. Never mind. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, is this... Okay, so, what is your favorite golden stout uh, from beer week? And then I, I want to ask this question again, but I think it's the same answer. What is your favorite golden stout of all time? I think for me it's the same. I think it's the New Glory Fieldwork one. You think so? For I think that's the best Golden Stout from Beer Week. Okay. But we've only had two, and one of them I didn't. I want to give like Burning Barrel the benefit of the doubt here. 
I didn't read it was Nitro, and I poured it kind of crappy. So I yeah. want to say, like, I think I'm getting what they're going for, and I'm also accounting for, like, this beer in my glass right now is kind of mediocre. I th- would give this, like, a C-, minus, maybe mm-hmm. a C. Okay. And I'm trying to give them, like, a B- minus rating okay. to a B rate. Like, I'm trying to, like, give them a whole extra letter grade because I screwed up. Okay. Um, but I, I think that, that field work, new glory thing, that was like an A to me. I got, yeah. felt like really great. Um, so, uh, and then the s'more, the track seven s'mores and then the other one, I can't remember. Help, help me mm. out then. Are there some golden stouts that I'm forgetting about? Uh, the blonde, uh, Nuck and Futs. I think that's a blonde ale. It's a blonde ale? Yes. Is it really? Let me, okay. I'm going to go double check the cam real quick. Is this definitely... Because if that's okay. a golden stout, then that's my favorite hands down. Because it's a peanut butter stout initially. He's checking, folks. He's he's checking the stash real quick. So, golden nook and futs mm-hmm. is a peanut butter and chocolate blonde ale. Blonde ale? Well, that's a Which big... Is that's a step up from a golden stout. That's the next level. Yeah. Which all right. I get, so technically, well, that's not part of the conversation, but I mean, if it was, that would have been my favorite. No, I it's think ex- that this. I just I I had it confused. It's a very similar color to this. Maybe a little bit lighter than this one. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, there's a similar profile. I mean, if you really wanted to throw it in there, I think we could. But I think marketing has everything. I think that one, and maybe it's because they put blonde on the can. That one tastes more like a blonde to me. This one has yeah. more of a. Like, a Golden Stout, to me, has a little bit more weight to it. Yeah. And even so, with Nitro, this has that kind of weight. The interesting thing, too, when we pour, if we end up going to one of those field works tonight after we get on with the podcast, that when when I had a sample of it during beer week, I always, sometimes I get a sample of the beer that I'm buying just to make sure I like it now because I got, you know, kind of, yeah, what do you call it? PTSD uh, ever since. Yeah, the, uh, after track seven. After so, <laughs> especially with Golden Stouts, I'm a little hesitant, so... Uh, when the the girl at uh, New Glory poured it for me, it was and she was going with Chris. No, that was golden yellow. I had literally, it's a golden stout. This one's more of a orange, brown, like light brown orange mix. Almost like an amber ale. Like a copper. Yeah, that's a yellow stout. It looks like liquid gold. Yeah. So, which I think that was my favorite one. I'm a sucker for collaborations, which is why mm-hmm. uh, this Burning Barrel four pack. Yeah. Um, I will have some criticism of this at the end of the podcast, but I just like when I like this was the most excited I was for Beer Week was this four pack, and I think that speaks to Burning Barrel. Um, collaborations are always super dope. So that New Glory Fieldwork, uh, Golden Coffee Cake Stout thing mm-hmm. was what I was. I that was really good. And some of that is expectation, right? Like I expected this to be amazing and it's been amazing thus far. Uh but that that golden start from New Glory with the collab with Fieldwork, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I got home from teaching and went out to meet you and when I tried a sample I was like, "Oh, sh- oh shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. this is great." That's but that's yeah. It also is one of my favorite beers from Beer Week altogether. Yeah. I put it in my top 5 favorite beers from Beer Week. Well, so the thing with we we're talking about experimentation too. This comes back to that, you know, trying different styles instead of just finding what you're good at and sticking to that. Uh, that a golden stout 
really, really sticks out when you're comparing your beer to uh, however many other, maybe 100 beers that were released during beer week, you know? That Golden Stout's really going to stick out. Well, especially in the context of, like, yeah, of what New Glory does. Like, that's, like, a big move for them. Where, yeah. like, that's why when, like, Track 7's dropping a Peanut Butter Blonde and Blueberry Saison, like, we're like, oh, shoot, man. Like, that's... That's a power move. Yeah, it's a yeah. big deal. It's a big deal. And, uh... Everyone else is getting, uh, you know, they're getting all excited, releasing a bunch of these IPAs, you know. A lot of IPAs, some dark beers we saw, but... Yeah, there were some uh, surprises, some really awesome uh, style surprises. That blueberry saison is—it's got to be one of my favorite saisons I've ever had. Like, That's—it's really good. Well, and that was one of the ones I was—I mean, I went to buy it. It was double dry hopped with mosaic, and I—I yeah. I yeah. went to buy. That was what I went to buy. I actually wasn't gonna get the peanut butter blonde, and then decided to take a sample. Similar with that golden coffee cake. So I was like, oh shoot, I was actually buying the crappy beer in the can release because mm-hmm. this peanut butter blonde is fantastic. But it's it's solid. Like I don't. It's not my in my top five favorite beers of Beer Week. Mm-hmm. But it's it's solid. Like I would rather yeah. have that than the Moxa Meeting of the Minds. All right. So I guess this is if you're at a brewery. Uh, kind of what we decided. Uh, we talked about the saison already a bunch when we we're doing the the sour initially, but we decided when we tried it that if you were going to have a flight. Or if you're going to go get a pint at the brewery and you wanted something really good that was different, uh, you want to expand your palate a little bit, try something new, uh, that would be a good choice. It's probably not going to be your favorite beer of the night, but you're not going to regret getting it. It's, it's a good beer. I'm going to hedge my bet. I wouldn't yeah. do a pint. You don't think so? I, will n- I, so I wouldn't. We've done half pints. We split a can a couple times. Yeah, now. I wouldn't do a pint. A lot of breweries will do like five ounce pours by themselves. Okay. I mean, I would grab a five ounce pour with no regrets. With no, absolutely yeah. no regrets. Yeah. And in the context of a flight, would like it would all. I would almost have to do it. Mhm. Like if you're, if you're trying to try something different and new, and you're looking at the board trying to figure out what it was, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Which this one, I would put this uh, s'mores uh, golden stout kind of in the same boat worth a try don't regret trying it try it once probably half a glass again. is a little bit much yeah half a glass so a half pour is probably about right yeah but five ounce pour maybe eight ounce pour uh you know, or depending on what the brewery does maybe in a flight it's good um definitely worth trying i feel like you you and i would if we were at burning barrel today and they had had this and we hadn't tried it, it we oh, were doing all over yeah. this would be what we would do I'm not yep. even like I'm not even yep. gonna front about that. But having tried it, like if someone asked me, "Hey, how is it?" It's good. You should try it. Yeah. Was well, it not that good? It's not worth doing a pint, but you're gonna regret not trying it. This is a really this is a good nitro golden stuff. This might be the only nitro golden stuff you and I have ever had. I, I think it. I so, can almost emphatically say it's not. When you look at the styles, like if you're looking at a beer board, and you're looking for something new, like you and I always look for the weird stuff. This one's pretty out there. So. Yeah, and I think so. We caught, we've kind of highlighted in this conversation about something I think is a little bit interesting, where there's a difference with beers you should try and beers you'll regret not trying. Yeah, where like an example of that would have been um, the one of the Key Lime goes a 
Variants. Uh, oh, so habanero. So they it's had like a mango habanero or something. Yeah, when you went to New Glory, when they did the key lime goes day, they had cans of regular key lime, cans of strawberry key lime, but then they always do some sort of variant on tap only. And uh, this year they had two variants. One was a cherry key lime, which was okay. It was it was alright. I tried it. Um, I don't like spicy beers though. The other variant was the mango habanero key lime goes. Which I'm sure was good. I didn't try it because I don't like like the Mexican style hot chocolate beers. I don't like beers where they add cayenne pepper to them. Not right. my thing. An example of that would have been. Oh, I still need to go to New Glory and pick up mine. I have to go to tomorrow. Yeah, you got to get your stuff. Style cans. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll drive out tomorrow and do that. But an example like so this is the, that can release is a perfect example. Chris goes to New Glory. He's a gentleman. He picks up my cans for me, and says, "Hey, don't go out there. I got your mm. stuff." And I say, well, hey, what are the variants? He tells me what the variants are, and I'm not super thrilled by them. I said, well, did you try them? He said, well, I tried one of them. Am I going to regret not trying? And I'm not. I'm kind of with Chris. I'll try spicy beer, but I'm definitely not doing it in anything bigger than a flight pour. Yeah. Uh, and even then, I'm going to have some questions about it. I was like, well, am I going to regret not trying it? He's like, not really. It's fine. Like, we could just take it and goes and add some grenadine to it. Yeah. It's like, well, shoot then. I won't worry about it, but... It it didn't blow my socks off. It was really cool, but it didn't break my heart not trying both. Yeah, which I it's think is of, is still kind of a cool release. Like I, like, yeah. I don't want to get too greedy. New Glory doing two different variants of a beer that we both think is really great. The variants didn't turn out as good as the original, but I think that happens sometimes. You, you still you still did two cans and dropped two versions of a beer, four total. Like they're not all yeah. really fantastic. Last year, though, they did the barrel-aged version, and that was pretty good. That was yeah, pretty good. It was pretty good. A barrel-aged sour. If you want something that will turn your hair white, you try barrel-aged sour. That it's one last true. year was hard. fall out. Pick one. Woo! That was good, though. Oh, man. So how do you feel about this one, though? We're back to golden stuff. I think, keep... it's, I think it's good. <laughs> We're getting off topic because we haven't had very many golden stuff. I think it's a little bit... So. I, to be honest, I think the first two have been good. Uh, I think there's a substantial drop-off from the first two cans to this one. Um, yep. And I, I again, I want to say, like, hey, I didn't read the can all the way and didn't realize it was nitro. Um, okay. So. Maybe the, that's on me. The fact that they made this in collaboration with High Water, and High Water has Campfire Stout. And they also have a variant, a nitro campfire stout that you can get at restaurants sometimes. Well, that's why I think maybe, like, High Water carried this can release, too. This doesn't feel like a Burning that's, Barrel beer to me. No, that's what I'm saying. Maybe this is a High Water beer with a Burning Barrel logo on it. I don't, we haven't been to Burning Barrel enough to figure out their style or their flavor. Uh, this tastes a lot to me like campfire stout, but a little bit lighter. Yeah. And that's just... Well, I mean, I mean I'm just not even going to buy into the hype that... This is a Burning Barrel beer when this is a lighter version of a beer that High Water already has. Exactly. We can cut all this dead space out and all yeah, that happen. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to wait for her to do what she does, and then we'll... Yeah. 
Who is it, Jordan? Is it Rockets or Warriors? I think the Warriors are going to win this game. You just see that the uh, Celtic or the the Bucks just beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. General, oh, and a gentleman sweep. What's a gentleman sweep? It's when you beat them in five instead of four. Oh. Three, let them win one. Oh, okay. The Celtics, though. Celtics are a good team. They're not as good as they were a year ago. I think they're better off without Kyrie Irving. Which is good, because I want the Lakers to get him. Uh, yeah. You what, what happens? So how far behind are the Rockets right now? The series is tied 2-2. That's best out of five or seven? Seven. So they still got to win two more? Yep. Whoever wins game five in the NBA wins the series like 75% of the time. So this game is almost assuredly going to decide the series because these teams are so evenly matched that because so game six is on one team's floor and game seven is on the other team's floor, I doubt that either team would win both games, Hmm. both six and seven. So. We'll see. The Rockets have been playing them really tough. Officiating in this series has been really up and down on both sides. Hmm. Dude, Steph Curry must go through a new mouthpiece every quarter. He chews on it too much. Yep. There's no way it fits back in his mouth. That's what he said? Hmm. Homosexual, he said jokes. Yeah. There we go. Oh. I'm progressive. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to beer number four? Yes. All right, you did the first three. I'll do the fourth Sorry. one. I guess I should include you more. I feel like I'm a bully on the podcast now. Oh. Who's the bully now, Jordan? What's uh, You're the bully of Growler Gang. To only to Logan and him and I have Incorrect. talked about it. No, you put me on blast one what? Growler Gang, you put Miles on you've put everyone on blast on Growler Gang. Because I care about you guys. That's fine. You can have your <laughs> crappy justification for it, but it still happens. It's only crappy in your opinion, it's justified. In your opinion. I'd be so... a bad friend if I didn't. <laughs> and one time I railed Logan, but he he brought it on himself, and we both agree that he Oh, no, you even, no. You even saw it coming and put your head down and went, oh, no. No, just, okay, <laughs> just because I knew you were about to get started doesn't mean that you were right. Like, I was. I just knew what he had brought on himself. I was right, though. I just also happened to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt bad for him. He brought it, he brought it on him, so he, you're right. He did. And I was like, oh, oh Logan. man, Logan, you just, you had to do it, huh? Oh, poor Logan. Oh, we got to get him on a podcast one of these days. I think... Should we do a podcast of the next uh, – well, the next Growler Gang is going to be an hour and a half to two hours of sports talk and an hour of beer. Well, the first time we had Miles on was mostly sports talk. Everybody yeah, and I had to delete half the podcast. <laughs> I had to delete the second half because we were just talking about all kinds of random crap. The beer talk was done after about two hours. No, bro, even that episode that we have up there like wasn't all beer. No, that's as much as I can cut out. <laughs> it still works. I think... <laughs> that was well, a mess. Well, if you're going to do an episode oh, with Logan, man. I don't think he has the tenacity to do... Well, he's not going to... Like like this this flight here we just did, he's not going to be down because he doesn't like the hoppier beers. He's a dark guy, but I don't think he's going to like that Golden Stout very much. He's not as experimental. 
Yeah. No, I, I feel mm. that. It would be cool to do a Growler Gang one. We've had two Growler Gang light episodes now, and I think having a full-on Growler Gang episode might be fun for people to listen to. Uh, you know, to talk. we get to do Hot Topic, we get to do New Style, you know, we'll do a Food Spotlight <laughs> like we talked about doing, all that stuff. <coughs> Let's go! Um... I would agree. And I think I think we should get the recorder out to get everyone involved or just you, me, and Logan. Yeah. Um, we keep having Miles, I will. But... I mean, we'll have to preface it. Yeah, I don't want him to be, you know, feel like left out or anything because he's part of Growler Gang and he knows beer. So he has, he's got a different opinion than we do. You just got to and... lower your expectations. It might not all be beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much do you guys like sports? How much do you guys like um, stats and uh, all that other stuff so and yeah superheroes and complaining about women mm. oh yes that's that's indeed all right so let's get back to beer because we're doing the same thing that we're accusing them of doing <laughs> let's let's try to I mean, stay technically on you can cut all this out. <laughs> no we had some good conversation at the beginning of it i don't want to cut it out <laughs> i want to keep it i want to keep it all right so we're on number four which i want to note that we haven't brought up yet uh they did uh different designs it almost looks like a deck of cards for each beer is a different uh face card like one looks like a joker one looks like a king a queen and uh something else they have different styles one's got an axe one's a sword one's at night you know it's cool it looks like uh the four uh types of you know we got the club spade hearts and diamonds and playing cards and the different uh, face cards look different i think they did a really cool job with the artwork on this can yeah so, this one, the last one, is a chocolate-stuffed maple bar imperial, imperial porter. So, how do you do a chocolate-stuffed maple bar? That's that's interesting. That concept in itself is interesting. I I mean, especially because it's a porter, I might argue that it's... Who's, who's this in collaboration with? This one is... Is this the Moxa one? Yes, with Moxa. Moxa does dark beers pretty because well. Because it's a dark beer, I would argue that this is a maple-stuffed chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, just because of the malts uh, characteristic, how it's going to pull it out. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I have a hunch. Oh. Mm. Okay, so if I didn't tell you this was Moxa and you smelled it, I want you to tell me who you think it, who made this beer. New Glory. Yeah, it's got the New Glory malt smell from their dark beers. Which which the two beers I've been most impressed with by Burning Barrel have been the dark beers. So this might be a crapshoot on who made this. Um, so I didn't really finish my answer, by the way. Mm. When I said, oh, we're talking about brewery that uh, impressed you the most, right? Well, we kind of did. I didn't give you surprise. my answer. Surprise. You though. said what the, the surprises. Or surprised you the most. Yeah. Porchlight surprised me. Oh, yes. Porch light. So when you took me, we went down there for my birthday. It was kind of an in-between kind of night. They had a couple good beers, and they were kind of in-between. It's kind of disappointing. Stuff. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. Most of the time I'm there, it's good. So I think you know I need to go again so I can get a different experience of Porch light. But their can release, oh, they had some good cans. Now, what I will say oh. is that what you saw is about 70% of what they do. 70-75. Okay. So you're going to get – you got Porch light light. Okay. And then you'll get the porch light full experience. And I mean, you get to form your own opinion, I guess. But oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want. 
I think they're dope, but I don't want you to like go in expecting it to be just like way better and then oh. have No, 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 no. They had that cherry pie sour that was really good. Um it's a raspberry cobbler. Alright, raspberry cobbler. Okay. Well you know, hey. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Have to drink course bad luck. That raspberry cobbler sour was my favorite beer that night. But that can that we had uh, Hype Train is pretty good. That's one they put out. I've seen it there when we went uh, in February and then just, you know, like last week or whatever it was a week and a half ago with the can release. It was really good beer. It's solid. It's a very solid IPA. Uh, the, was it, not all hazies are created equal? All, all haze is not created equal. That was Quite probably possibly the best beer from Beer Week. It could be. I was going to say probably one of the, it's definitely like top five. I'm going to say top three hazies I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, oh. Even Miles, who's an IPA snob, we gave it to him on the last episode we recorded. And he, like, you hold the recorder up so the audience can listen to him, like, creaming himself. Yes. Under his breath. Like, he. Yeah. He was having a good time with that one. That was. Oh, boy. So what are your thoughts on this one? I was actually, yeah, just about to transition back to dark beer. This one, I would say... I don't really taste the maple. Me either. Tastes a lot of bitter, like dark chocolate. Did you read the description to me? I think you read it to us. No, I didn't. You did this can. Oh, I read the, the label. So is maple crust. Yeah. Which one are you looking for? Mexican vanilla beans, crew cacao nibs, and Vermont maple syrup, emulating a luxur a, a luxurious liquid donut contains lactose. Mm. So I taste the the vanilla and the cacao and the lactose, but I don't taste the maple as much. Mm. You know what, man? It's a little bit of a subtlety. This one? But for maple glazed, it's supposed to be maple donut. Chocolate stuffed maple donut. I feel like this one's a little bit more like, like again, maybe even like a maple glazed chocolate donut is kind of what we're looking at. Can I can I reword the or rename this beer? It's an Imperial Porter. I'm going to say... Pastry stout? It's a bitter pastry stout. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And so what I will I will give credit to Burning Barrel where this kind of feels like their cam release. The sour also happened to use Mexican vanilla beans and crew cacao nibs. So as much as I'm gonna like give Burning Barrel a little bit of flack because I think the collaborations are dope. But this I is a very the, ambitious collaboration series too, by the way. Sure. This is great. One hundred percent. But I do feel like Big Brother. Help little brother out in mm-hmm. a lot of these cans, but it yeah. shows at least Burning Barrel does. Burning Barrel, in my mind, is one of the most calculated breweries in the area. I think. Yeah. Like everything when it comes to aesthetics is what they do, and since we're, like they they're always good at that. Like when you walk mm-hmm. into the brewery, mm-hmm. it has a very different look than most breweries do. Yeah. Um, like you and I agree, like that's like if you're taking a girl who likes beer out on a date. Like, Burning well, Girl is a good place to take her. We talked about Urban Roots a little bit, and after going there, uh, you've been there. I haven't. You haven't I been there. I think I might be going on Friday. Okay, so 
I would argue, depending on the girl, uh, Urban Roots is pretty rad. Burning Barrel is like the shiny, pretty, everything's just a little bit nicer. So when I say uh, a girl who likes beer out, I don't mean a girl who's into the beer scene. I mean a girl who says, oh yeah, I like but this beer is, dope. This is what I'm trying to get at. It depends on the girl. Um, it's Burning Barrel is pretty. It's very frou-frou. Everything's really nicely done. Uh, like you said, it's very calculated. Everything's on purpose. It's not just a, a place. Urban Roots is kind of the opposite where it's like there's some outside dining, inside dining. Um, imagine like a Jack's Urban Eats with a brewery attached to it where it's a little bit more relaxed. The beer is really good, but it really definitely has kind of like a midtown vibe to it. So if she's kind of like a downtown, not not uptown girl, which would be like Billy Joel, like, uh, you know, Burning Barrel. Uh, this is a little bit more casual for someone who's still, they don't have to be super into beer, but this still has a lot of awesome laid back downtown atmosphere. It's got a city vibe, but it's a midtown city vibe. Yeah. And Urban Roots has – it's a cool feel. It's different. It's very much different. Imagine if Knee Deep had a really killer restaurant inside of it and was in midtown. So what's the report? A lot of IPAs? The, actually, so the really, really awesome part with Urban Roots that I, I respect a lot, um, there was a good mix of everything. They only had about 12 or 13 beers on the board when I was there, but they had beer from other breweries. You can get all three Meeting of the Minds there on tap, and they serve wine. That's cool. So you can go there for Urban Roots beer. You can go there for a couple other beers from the area, or you can have uh, different types of wine. And they also have really good food. It's all in one place. And it's really chill. It's got that really cool midtown feel. Uh, you know, it's like a place where you can go meet for lunch with your friends and hang out. Like, even, like, you're talking about planning a bachelor party, that might even be a really rad stop for a bachelor party, you know? I'm, I mean, so, I'm going to talk to Boyce about that when he gets back into town. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, one of my <laughs> best friends asked me to be the best man. He wanted to do a brew bike, but when I looked at what the brew bike entailed, it's like a $300 deposit, and you have to bring your own beer if you're going to drink on the bike, and no more than two beers per person on the bike because of, like, DUI issues. And then yep. there's like a route, and you lease it for like three hours, and they just basically help you bar hop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to boys because you and I know like at least the brewery scene well enough to where like, hey man, we might be better off spending our money elsewhere. We'll pay you know forty bucks in Ubers and go to the same bars, and not have to worry about caps or getting DUIs or that stuff. Uber. Like so. if you wanted to brewery hop, we could go from Urban Roots. Walk to Big Stump, yeah. Walk to Field Work, and even like kick it out of Laro for a minute if people wanted to. Yeah. Or maybe even like Uber down to like Rick's Dessert Diner and grab like dessert before we all. Yeah. See, that's the thing that uh, a lot of people don't maybe necessarily appreciate about Sacramento. When we were down in San Diego, you can see the next brewery from the like outside seating area of the one you're currently at. Like you can sit there and have a pint and look down the block and see the next place you're going. And Sacramento is not quite there, but it's not far off. Right, and I think like that's why like Sacramento Beer Week actually ends up being um, such an amazing event. Like mm-hmm. I, like Chris and I have very busy schedules. We have many stressful weeks uh, drinking beers. How we decompress, man. Like Beer Week, man. This was oh. like Christmas number one. Yeah. Christmas number two is going to be when Christmas comes back around in December. But like. <laughs> Actual Christmas, this yeah. Is, like, this was actual Christmas. Like, yeah. I, I could have been more excited to check out all these spots 
like my like my fridge is still like there's enough beer for you and I to drink. You know, every bit of the next four or five weeks. Uh-huh. And we're not tripping. Yep. Uh, let's, so, I want to go kind of down the line of each, like, okay, so, what's your initial grade of this four-pack, this mixed four-pack? Uh, let's kind of, let's talk about Burning okay. Barrel, because I do think this is one of the more killer releases of Beer Week. Yep. But I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and make that mean that Burning Barrel is now one of the more killer breweries in the area. Okay, so let me let me start this this discussion off with a question. Um, doing the politician move. Uh, buy or don't buy mixed four pack. I would I would only buy the mixed four pack. Just I'm just talking about like what we just did one of each. Buy or don't buy. So and I say I would only buy the mixed four pack uh-huh. because they also did four packs of each beer in the brewery. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there were people who bought two four packs of each at the but brewery. But that's yeah, understood. But I would if, buy the mixed four pack. I would absolutely. Would you buy it try. every time? No regrets. For the first time, or are you asking me like, to buy it say, again? So like say, if they do something similar next year, for the listeners. If they did something similar next year, I would buy it. Yeah, if I exactly. Went to, however, buy. if I went to Burning Barrel tomorrow and they still had it, I would not buy this again. No, no, I'm saying that's what we talked about. Because this is um, like $22 for the four-pack. Yeah, we talked about when you, you go to a place and you're looking at the board, uh, and there's beers that you would try or maybe not try or the beers re- you regret not trying. I think if we didn't buy this four-pack, we would regret it. And then also having bought this mixed four-pack, trying all these beers, we spent 22 bucks, but I think that was a, it was a good 22 bucks to buy this mixed four-pack. I definitely would buy it. If given the decision again, if we'd never had it, like say next year they do another one. But yeah, we tried it, been there, done that. All right, it's so you don't get to amazing. dance now. Well, I want you to grade it A through F. What do you grade? So this? okay, so so I just wanted to establish that that we both agree it's you, something that was for worth our checking out. If you find this, they have cans of this at Final Gravity still. Yeah. Absolutely, pull the trigger yes. on it. If you can only buy one of the cans. Pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I'd pull the trigger on a can. That's what I was talking about. Um, so, so it's now, totally worth trying. One of the better releases of Beer Week. Mm-hmm. What do you grade it? I would say the sour. No, just as a four pack. As a four pack. What do you grade it? What does Burning Barrel get for this release? You know, I would say Burning Barrel gets a passing grade. So what does but that mean to, to me? You? That that's like a C. I was gonna give him a B. Okay. Um, was it their idea? Maybe because it's, they're the ones that are you know they're, they, they're their all names for, on right? all of it. Yeah, so they, so they put a, a so more, I'm gonna give them a B. I was B. I was B to B minus. I was absolutely but not a B plus. Any are any of these beers an A beer? A no, beer. So, none of them okay. are A. And then we agree that most of the breweries they collaborated with, we feel like that they carried Burning Barrel in the collaboration. So the only beer that I don't think gets a B. Is that nitro stout? Mm-hmm. And some of that's because I didn't pour it like it was a nitro because I didn't realize. Is that like a C plus? I think that's a C plus. Okay. But so I think my favorite beer from this can is that sour. Uh huh. And I gave that a, in my ranking system. I gave that a B plus. So to me, the average is out to about an 80, 45. Okay, but then my point is, how much credit does Burning Barrel get for that eighty five percent? And that's where like so we're not. Because I, 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 I would give the other breweries the B, but I would give Burning Barrel the C if this is a group project. 
So I, I was talking at. about the Taste of Royalty release, I guess. Let's quantify it that way. I'm not sure okay. quite how we started this discussion. I guess I wasn't super <laughs> intentional with how I phrased that question. Got deep. The Burning Barrel release in of itself, I think, gets a B. Because yes. having having tried Overall, it, yeah. I don't think it's as good as some of the other beers we had. I think Track 7's can release with the Blueberry Saison and the Peanut Butter Blonde gets an A. Much more and interesting I think, release. I think it's yeah. better than these beers. Yes. I think some of the New Glory stuff they dropped is better than this. I yeah. think uh, Porchlight had a couple of really, like this, So this is the like this and I think two of the other beers that we had for all of the beers that we got for Beer Week are the only beers that I would not buy again. Almost everything we got from New Glory and everything from, well, except for the sour from Track 7. It's good. You got me a four-pack of it. But after that four-pack, I'm good. Exactly. I don't think I would buy more. But most everything else that we had, I would buy again. But that, so. just to put that in perspective, that might be four times better than each of these beers. Yeah. Because you had four mm-hmm. of those. You're like, yeah, I'll drink that four-pack and we'll be good. With these, I'm like, no, nah, one and done. Let's move to the next I theme. might be able to do a couple of these um, mislabeled pastry stouts. I mean, I would do it again, but I, I'm, just I'm saying. not so sure I'm reaching for it. Like, if someone said, hey, you want to split this with me? Yeah, that's solid. I'll do it. I'm saying if we went to Burning Barrel and did a flight, I might get a flight with this um, Imperial Porter on it. That's oh, no, I'm not doing this one. No? Never again? Uh, I don't need to. I, I, like, I kind of like it. I like this one more I, than the Sour. Oh, okay. That's, the Sour is my favorite. But I'm a dark beer guy, too. I really like my dark beers. Well, so. me too, but I think we had uh, a fair number of dark beers that absolutely wrecked this. Yeah, if you're looking just in the context of Beer Week, yeah, this is in the bottom half of the pile, but if we're looking at just the Burning Barrel selection, I might try this again, if we're there. If I need something to round out my uh, flight, you know. Sure, depending on the board, I might reach for this. I don't think this is bad. Um, I think it is mislabeled, though. It tastes a lot like a bitter pastry stout. Yeah, this is a pastry stout. It just tastes <laughs> like it. Uh, Oh, man. So. So, and it gets a B. And my whole point is the aesthetics of these cans down to the artwork, the collaboration narrative, mm-hmm. all looks great. Like, the prestige with this whole event was pretty fantastic. You know, I now, agree with your B because if you look at, yeah, the artwork's great, but then if you look at the um, the actual what's in the can, so the cans are cool, but what's in the can, four very different styles. Yeah. Which is very interesting, right? But Burning Barrel in and of itself, man, is good with those details. <clears throat> yeah. They're good at the details, and yeah. they put out B-level beer. Yeah. That's what so, they put out. And that's what you should know with Burning Barrel is – and I guess that's where, like, Burning Barrel starts to feel like – it's it disappoints me sometimes where everything – like, when you see what they're doing, it feels like it's going to be absolutely amazing, maybe the best thing you've ever done. And then you get it. And you get it, and you're like, ah, damn it. It's not. So, it's like 15% worse than what I thought it was. So you and I are looking for something different uh, from breweries. In which So this is the conversation that I had today that I wanted to talk about a little bit earlier. Uh, a friend of mine and I were talking, and she told me that she loves going up to Knee Deep. She lives here in Sacramento, but she doesn't mind at all making that like 40-minute drive up to the hills to go hang out at Knee Deep all day. I was like, why? Because I don't like Needy very much. She's like, well, I just like the atmosphere and they have music and it's like really big and it's like there's a bunch of people in there but it doesn't get too loud and you can bring your kids because there's games and it's a really cool atmosphere. And I was like, well, I don't think their beer is all that great. 
And she's like, yeah, the beer's okay, but I just, you know, I just like being there. And so she told me she went to Fort Rock, and she was not impressed because, what, what did I ask her? What would you ask when someone's like, oh, I went to Fort Rock and I wasn't impressed? What would you say? How? Because there was no band, there's no atmosphere, it was just people drinking beer. Well, it's a brewery. That's what, that's what I said. It's like, I go to drink the beer. I don't care if there's a band playing or something. I'm I'm going to a brewery to drink the beer that they have on tap. You know, or, or else, why, where am I going? Am I going to, like, just a pub downtown or something at that point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference? But that's what I'm saying. Fort Rock makes really killer beer. New Glory, or uh, not New Glory, sorry. Oh, Fort Rock. Like, why would you not, like, like not, why wouldn't you even go to, like, New Glory or something? But those places, like, you and I go for the beer. A lot of people in the area go for the atmosphere and the experience. So Out of Bounds is doing really well, even though for a long time they had kind of a dry spell without putting out a lot of good beers. Their restaurant and their vibe is really rad. Knee Deep does have a really cool vibe. You can hang out there all day. Yeah, and I guess if you're really in touch with the scene, these places get really stale. And so, like, if you're not super in touch with the scene, the beer... Like, I remember the first couple times we went to Out of Bounds. We thought Out of Bounds was so amazing. Like, Out of Bounds would have been in our top five breweries in the area. Mm -hmm. But we were also going for the beer, not for the aesthetics. I think no, that's but, why, but even if, um, like, if you were to go for the beer and go for the aesthetics, like having not gone to, to Out of Bounds, do you think it's super dope? And I guess like where the difference is like, I don't know, you and I went to Knee Deep that time and they had a dude like singing songs and I just, mm-hmm. it just irritates me because I'd rather talk to the people I'm with. And we're both musicians, but a lot of people go to a place like that because of the atmosphere. And that's, I think, one of the biggest appeals for Burning Barrel is the atmosphere. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I so think Burning Barrel, like, they, when they I get... say brewery the best atmosphere, mm-hmm. like, Burning Barrel wrecks everyone. Okay. Like, down to, like, the glassware presentation, the flight boards. Like, they do some really killer things with the aesthetics. Are you ready for this? I get to say this because, being a musician, uh, us having played together for a long time, I get to have this opinion. Burning Barrel is like going to a concert where the concert isn't about the music. It's actually, like, two-thirds visual. And that's what people go for. Like, oh, they were they were dancing around. The lights were cool. There's fog machines. Like they just put yeah, on a show, little, man. Yeah, it was really cool. They had like like especially if you go to like a modern pop concert. Like I took my little sister to see Taylor Swift, and there was like sets that came down. They had like pre-made sets that dropped down from the ceiling, and she changed outfits a bunch of times. And circus performers and laser lights and all kinds of crazy shit. And the music is honestly like about a third of the experience. Where most people are going to a place like Burning Barrel. It looks amazing in there. It's really nice. The staff is awesome. The beer is, I mean, the beer is like uh, almost, it's not a footnote, but it's like, you know, they get to pass. I feel like people give it a higher score because it's associated with a really awesome atmosphere, uh, really cool uh, settings. Uh, the people are really nice. Uh, the vibes are really chill in there. It's really comfortable, you know. Yeah. Right? And, but I feel like if, so if, like the formula guys hit you up tonight. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, just so our listeners know, Chris is president of uh, Hornet Racing. That's the Formula Racing Team at Sac State. Uh, they go out for beers every now and again. If, mm-hmm. if Hornet Racing hits you up, it's like, hey, man, we're down at Burning Barrel. You should come grab a pint with us. You're going to go. No. You're not going to go to Burning Barrel? No. You know where I've been taking them? New Glory. New Glory, and they love it. And it's right down the street. But if they, like, you're at home, and they say, hey, man... We're Burning Barrel. You should come and hang out with us. You're not going to go? No. Because I'll go. I'm not going to go. It's not my favorite, but I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. Okay, they say, hey, remember a thin line. I'd go. Really? Yeah. You drive past Burning Barrel? Uh-huh. 
I mean, I love Thin Line. I don't know. I just think Burning Barrel, like, you can't really have beef with it. I don't have beef with it, but I also don't want to drive 20 minutes to a place like that. When I'm, you know, but I when, will. When Claim Steak and Thin Line are right there. Thin Line is just awesome. I think Thin Line has, like, the concentrated... Do you think Thin Line makes better beer than Burning Barrel? I would say so. You know, that's a really... I think it's close. I, it's, I think you and I just prefer Thin Line, but to say they're better, it's close. So... And the aesthetics, like, Burning Barrel's so detail-oriented that I have so much respect for them. Like, I, I want to yeah. be clear. Like, I, I yeah. think details matter, and I think so many businesses go into things like not putting the effort into the details, and the devil yeah. is in the details. And, and that's, Burning Barrel has done that, almost to a fault. Our like, only, they're, they're the no. ready? Yeah. most meticulous brewery... In Sacramento, when it comes to details. They are, but what's the one hesitation or one disclaimer you always have to tell people when you take them to Thin Line for the first time? What do you have to say? It doesn't look like it's good, but it's good. Yes, which has been our only... It's not a complaint. It's just I understand where they're coming from. They're more focused on the beer and being like really cool people, and they nail it. They, they have some good beer, and we, we always have a good time there. There, if yeah. Thin Line's more about, like, the family member that invites you over for dinner, you don't care if they have a nice house. You're just going to spend time with family. And That's it's more always line. amazing. Whereas, yeah. like, like Burning Barrels, like that house party where a friend of a friend invited you mm-hmm. and you don't know the host and they just uh-huh. happen to have a nice house and the party's kind of okay. I would say it's like going to Roots, Chris, and the food's okay. That's That's Burning Barrel, in my opinion. Okay, whereas, like... Thin lines, what? Going like Chandos like Tacos, the original location before they were huge, or like going to Adalberto's. I was I was <laughs> gonna say they're like going to Buffalo Wild Wings, but you know what you're getting. Okay. But I think, I don't think like what what you're paying for at Burning Barrel is like you're paying comparable prices at Thin Line, and I guess it comes down to what we're looking for. Exactly, you and I look for something different. Most we're like don't. the beers. The beers great at Thin Line. I think better than Burning Barrel, but I think mm-hmm. like the environment, like a girl you didn't know, you're taking her to mm-hmm. Burning Barrel, and you're not taking her to Thin Line. And there's no disrespect to. Yeah. Okay. So so, it's hard to really quantify or put in a box the aesthetics and the vibe from Urban Roots? Um, no, I'm just saying between Thin Line and Burning Barrel. Oh, yeah. If, if you have a girl who well, Even like, dude, gnarly... Burning Barrel, I want to like mm. put this in your head. Burning Barrel, you can do what I call the indoor picnic. Yeah. You can go grab some beer at a brewery, uh-huh. and then you order food sandwiches. on that tablet. Yeah. You have the deli deliver over. Uh-huh. You just eat some sandwiches, hang out, drink mm-hmm. beer. You went to a nice place, mm-hmm. and it's still low-key. But that's what I'm talking about with Urban Roots, is the food is even better, and the beer is even better than Burning Barrel. No, I agree but that the food might be better. Yeah. Here, ready? The food might be better, the beer might be better, but the aesthetics of the date I'm talking about, on like a first date where it's supposed to be a little bit more casual, I think are better than what you're talking about. Yeah, the, okay, so I guess the difference would be Urban Roots is great for a bunch of friends. Uh, Burning Barrel is definitely more intimate if you're going to have one-on-one. Uh, Thin Line, if you've been together for a bit. <laughs> and you both really like beer. <laughs> you're not, you've, already, you've already sealed the deal. Your foot's in the door. Thin Line. So I'm going to go down the line of these cans. I'm going to make the same outlandish statement about all of them. Mm. I want you to say you agree or disagree. Okay. And tell me why. Maybe. If you're lucky. 
Raspberry Cupcake. The cupcake inspired raspberry sour. The best sour we had from Beer Week. Yeah. Really? Yep, from Beer Week. You think better than the margarita infused? Yeah. Okay, I'm so. shocked you said... I would say no, just so we're clear. I would say yes. It's better than the margarita one. Let's go camping. S'more inspired blonde stout. Mm-hmm. Best blonde stout we've ever had. Uh, best, oh, best blonde stout from Beer Week, then. We'll do the well, same. Well, there's only... Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The New Glory one was much better. Much better. So it wasn't close. Yes. I, I well I would like to try the new glory one again. I think the nitro added a little bit to this one. I'd like to push the scale a little bit more in that one's favor. If they were both nitro, I think it would be hands down new glory filler collab. I think new glory still wins. Yeah. Um Southern Sunset Cloudy Double IPA. Best double IPA or best IPA hazy not hazy we had. Uh, I'll call this a hazy cuz it's cloudy. Best hazy IPA we had during beer week. I would say it's in the bottom third. Oh, you because, don't like this at all. Well, we had that astronaut, what was it called? Uh, Sky's the Limit, whatever, from Urban Roots. It was really good. Which was better. We had both of those from Porchlight that were both better. Uh, we had Double Dry Hopped Upadank, which is a West Coast, which was better. That um, one was unfiltered, so it's similar. Yeah. And then the uh, Moonraker. Uh, the Moonraker one was better. Did you, ha- did you have the Continuum Transfunctioner yet? No. Because that was better. It's El Dorado and Citra Hops. Well, that Double Dry Hops, what was it from New Glory? It wasn't soaked, and it wasn't the Transfunctioner. What, Ubedank? No, it was another one that was Double Dry Hops. Oh, all th- that came out before Beer Week. But it was for It was like a Beer day week. and a half before yeah, Beer Week. Yeah, that was all the clouds. That one was better. That one was better. Okay. Um, that's what I'm saying. So this then you might the even you might even give this like a C minus then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not even like that's. Nothing. So would you rather drink this IPA, or the Let's Go Camping, the S'more Blonde? The S'more Blonde. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. We're in two different places with that. That's interesting. Um, Just because the S'more Blonde is different, I'd like to give it one more try because I want I want to pour it right. But I would say. Just be, if I'm going for a hazy or any even any kind of double IPA, that didn't really do anything for me. Okay, so last episode we had a crappy. Uh, oh, the Crooked Lane collab with the Pink Boots Society. Would yes. you rather have the, the Pink Pink Boots collab? Or I this? might. I might have the Pink Boots. It might be no. Close. Okay, no, you're full of it. This isn't that bad. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay. So. That's fine. Uh, maple glazed. The chocolate imperial. Uh, best right. dark beer we had from Beer Week. No, because we haven't cracked one open yet. You haven't tried that truffle stout, have no, you? No, but you have. That was. Truffle stout. If you put truffle stout as an A plus, that's a B minus compared to truffle stout. Okay. Truffle. Well, the New Glory nails the pastry stout so. They're really good at pastry you, I mean, that fully baked was technically a beer week beer that was used for That was better beer. than that. I would give that fully baked like an A minus normally. Does that does that grading scale still apply? I would I would say that fully baked it's a B B range. And this is to, B minus. That's B minus C plus maybe yeah. Okay. That's I mean it's it's not as good as either one of those two. Uh, if we're talking about just cans, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the best dark beer that was released during Beer Week might be that Truffle Society, um, Truffle Stout, the Pacer Stout. Okay. That was pretty good. Like, we might want to crack one open, but we also, 
uh, what was released, which, I, does it count because I got a crawler of it? Does that count as a take home? Or a crawler? Or yeah, a, Infinite Void. The Infinite Void was released during Beer Week again. It's not originally released during Beer Week, but I mean, it was dropped because of the Six Shades of Dark. And that is a killer dark beer. So I would say that'd be that'd be like an honorable mention. If you put it in the scale, that would be the best one. Pastry Stout, or the Truffle Stout would be the second best one. And then a little bit behind that would be um, the Fully Baked, and then a little bit behind Fully Baked is this one. So are you in agreement with me where this taste of royalty was the most... Okay, so to put this in perspective for our listeners, so many of these camera releases happen Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Where I'm working both of those days, uh-huh. you're usually busy both of those days with yeah. photography or the formula team or just whatever yeah. else you're doing. This was the one event I called my mom and said, I need you to go. All right. Well, okay. So to be fair. So I would I would say that this was my personal most hyped up mm-hmm. beer week release. Well, I was going to say last year. I had my relatives who were here from out of town go get Key Lime Ghost for us. For me, this this is probably what that was to you this year because that's what that Key Lime Ghost was for me last year. Right. If they come out with this same exact thing next year, how would you feel? See, that's why I only got a very small amount of Key Lime Ghost this year. So right? it was very much hyped I up. I would still get the mixed four pack. Yeah. You still got some. I still got a little bit, but I got about a third as much as I got last year. I know, but right? you got like three or four four packs and a couple crawlers. Mm-hmm. And then this time you just got two four packs and then a crawler yeah. of something else. That's what I'm saying. Like it was really hyped up. It was okay. So I would do the same, but I guess the percentages are a little bit dialed back. Mm-hmm. For bo- I mean, this was really hyped up for you this year. You'd still buy some next year, but you wouldn't, you'd be like, all right, I kind of get it now. I see what they're doing. I would still send my mom. Yeah. Okay. And some of that's because I understand the hype around Burning Barrel, and I knew, like my mom mm-hmm. told me that even though she got there at 11, when she left at 11.15, it was like the DMV, and there was like, the line was like wrapping around the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I, I don't regret trying this at all again. Like, if you didn't mm-hmm. buy this during Beer Week, this would be one of the first things I'd say, hey, you definitely should have tried this. The this meeting was, of the minds thing, I think, is technically second for me. I, I think people yeah. should have tried all three. But if someone's like, yeah, I didn't really like the Moxie one. I'm like, yeah, me either. Like, But that's the thing. It's like we saw a lot of collabs this year for Beer Week. We're talking just in those two uh, releases that's seven collaborations. Yeah. Well, we saw eight because New Glory and Fieldwork. And then – uh, well, that Trouble Res- Society. What about was... Resident? Was Resident from New Glory part of Beer Week? Because it came out the Friday before, I believe. It's technically yeah. So that's a, what was that another one? That's from a SoCal brewery in New Glory. Remember that Trouble Stout though was a was a collab. So we're, we're talking Abnormal like, Beer like Company. Ten collaborations. Just in those, and, yeah. in those like ten, yeah. Yeah, there's just the ones that we could get cans of that we were interested in. So which that's... is I think is cool. I think like talks about like the Beer Week, the Beer Week hype. I think I think this lives up to the beer week hype. Yeah. I think, however, like, okay, I'm gonna make an argument. As much as early, earlier, it doesn't make sense to say, hey, this doesn't feel like Burning Barrel, and then like give Burning Barrel all the blame. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass this all back to Burning Barrel. I think Burning Barrel gets a solid B for this. Okay. It sounds like they collaborated with these breweries. They worked with with these breweries with what they did well, and that high water collab really sells that point for me. Yeah. Um, but this feels like 
this feels like Burning Barrel. The details are all there. I think this is still better than the Meeting of the Minds pound for pound. Because, yes, like, it just, was, very like, much. Uh, Burning Barrel just gets all their ducks in a row, and Moonraker, like, fucked up that Meeting of the Minds. Moonraker, it's funny, had Moonraker canned that Meeting of the Minds, I would still give the edge to this, but it would be a whole lot closer. The fact that I had to get a whole growler of that Moonraker just to take it home. Just, like, well, the shit out of me. Meeting of the Minds was three beers, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had a fourth. You know. I think, okay, so had Meeting in the Mines included Claim Steak and they did a mixed four-pack, it would have wrecked this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine but, if they had one more. But, like, I just picked one of the biggest power-playing breweries in in the area to make mm. an IPA, which is what they're good at. You know, like, I picked, like, Moonraker uh-huh. 2.0, if yeah. you will. Uh, whereas I think... Or if it, even if it was, like, Fort Rock it was the fourth one. I think where this went really well... For Burning Barrels, they picked some breweries that aren't as well-known, per se, to people who don't like them. The Moxa one's well-known. High Water isn't as well-known, unless you really know beer. Half Door, you really have to know the San Diego scene. Yep. And then, uh, what was the something barrel? Wild Barrel Brewing? Uh, Wild Barrel, yep. Uh, I'd never heard of them before. Me either. And I'm, like, moderately tapped into the beer scene compared to most people, so, like... The breweries they chose to collab with, there were some really cool choices. I think the beers that they made were really cool. Like, there were some really cool ideas. You couldn't see the release, like the announcements of the release on Facebook without thinking, I have to have that. Now, this is like a very Burning Barrel thing now mm. that I've had it. Because most of the time when I go to Burning Barrel, I see all this stuff. I'm like, oh, man, it sounds so good. And I have I'm like, well, okay, yeah. Well, okay, so this compared to the Meeting of the Minds, all three of those were IPAs, right? Yeah. These were very different. Yeah. Which gives it a little bit more credit. Like, they get a little bit more credit for that. They experimented a little bit more. Uh, the variation of style was really cool to see. A sour it, yeah. and a golden stout. Yeah. With a, but then they did, like, the... We did a hazy and a... It's a pastry stout. A, it's pastry, called a pastry stout. stout. Yeah, yeah. Right, more or less. <laughs> so they, yeah, like, checked the, they checked the boxes for the hype, and then they tried some new things. Like, it's dope. That was cool. Oh, well, we still have uh, some beer to kill, and I think I'm gonna have another slice of pizza. You get uh, you down for another slice of pizza? Yeah, I think uh, any. I mean, any. Well, let's rank the cans, and then we'll. Oh yeah, I thought we did that. I'm sorry. So um, let's rank the cans from bottom to top, and then we'll drink some more beer and eat some pizza. But as then that will be done. So yeah, again we have the. The Raspberry Sour, mm-hmm. the Cloudy IPA, Ooh. and the Imperial Porter, which we'll call a pastry stout, and the oh, 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 oh. the Golden. Blonde Stout. Yep. So you go first. All right. You have your order? I, I do. I don't want to influence you. Okay. <laughs> no, I think... Our opinions are too different to influence each other, honestly. Entirely. <laughs> Entirely. Uh, we're going to have very different opinions, which, to be honest, doesn't really happen all that often. No. It's, this is going to be interesting. The very bottom, I have the Blonde Stout. Okay. Next, I have this Pastry Stout. 
Okay. I That's don't. Not what I was expecting. I don't think this is good, which is why I still have some of my glass, and you killed yours some time ago. I'm not impressed with this. Mm. I think any pastry stout, like I think this is on board with like King Size Satisfies from New Glory, which I think is one of their weaker stout releases. It is. Uh, yeah. Like I don't think this is that good. Uh, and then the IPA, mm. which I think was solid. I think had this replaced Moxa in the Meeting of the Minds. Meeting of the Minds just got better. Okay. And this raspberry sour, that's my favorite. Yeah. This four-pack got worse for me as it went, kind of. Like, <laughs> I was, like, if you oh, go back man. and listen to the podcast, I remember you were like, man, my mind's about to change. I was like, yeah, these two, these two beers, the first two we tried, the sour and the IPA, I was, I was on board. I was trying to hedge my bet and not be a, a prisoner of the moment. It turned out I was oh. right. Because the next two we did, which were probably the two that I was most excited to try, ended up being kind of lame. I don't yeah. really like those two, which is funny because I feel like our order is about to flop. So, recap. <laughs> I'm Number one is the sour. Number two is the IPA. Number three is the dessert stout. Pastry stout. Number four, excuse me, blonde stout. Now, Chris, shuffle the cans and make your point. All right. So, my number four, bottom of the pile. Which one is it, Jordan? It's the IPA. It's the IPA. IPA so is the bottom wrong. of the pile. You're so wrong. Keep going. Uh, Next, Golden Stout. The S'more Golden Stout. Okay. The third, I would say, would be the Sour, and then my favorite was the Dark Beer. How? I don't... How? It's just... Maybe... Okay, call me crazy. Uh, Sleep deprived. I've been around chemicals. I don't know how... Uh, I don't even think you're more of a Dark Beer guy. I think we both have very comparable palates. I'm just shocked that we're the most agreeable we are on this this flight <laughs> of four, if you will, is one can. Yeah, which one was it? The golden stout? The no, the, the sour. Because that's my one and that's your two. Okay. Whereas this is your one and that's my three. Uh-huh. Your four is my two. Uh-huh. Well, maybe hold on. <laughs> maybe we technically agree on the golden stout because they're both third. Well, yeah. no, that was this. Yours no, my oh golden. no, this was four. So, like, I had mine for, like, you, I don't know. They're yeah. all shuffled. The, <laughs> most, the most agreeable what? thing, though, the only beer we yeah. both can agree on was solid was the raspberry sour. It was pretty solid. Uh, I think maybe it's just where I'm at today. Where, well, maybe, where I, I don't know. You get to yeah. have your own opinion, too. It just cracks me up where I'm yeah. like, I, the beer I, like, can't really stand was, like, both of these, the, the darker styles, technically. The blonde mm. stout, which to me still counts as a stout. and yeah. The pastry, the pastry stout, which is really an imperial porter. Like those were the two I was. I don't know. All right, guys. So this is why Jordan and I initially got into like drinking a lot of beer together, is to discuss stuff like this. I think this is the most controversial uh, lineup we've ever had, right? So Um, (laughs) now, what if I said that as innovative as each of these four cans were, and you read. You read the descriptions, Mm -hmm. and you feel like they're taking risks. Mm -hmm. What if I said, having drank all four of these cans, they took zero risks? I would would say that's true, because I think the two beers that they had the most influence on are the two styles that they already know how to do. And the other two beers that they don't necessarily do very much of, I would lean towards maybe those were carried by the other brewery. 
I just think when you try these beers, you're not none of it blows you away. No, I think that's why we gave it a B overall. And it's we all, both it's agree. All it's safe kind of, uh, and it's all well done. Yeah. And you should buy the mixed four pack. But unless they're bored like if we went to Burning Barrel tomorrow, like if their board was stacked with other stuff like it's been before. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd pull the trigger on any of these if Me the board was solid. Well, I might on that uh, Imperial Porter, depending on the rest of the board. Uh, like if it's a flight, that's what that would and be my caveat. that's where I'm at with the sour. Is I if might depending, to, yeah, depending on where I was. If I yeah. did a flight of four, depending on the rest of the board. Yeah. So, I I would be interested in seeing how Burning Barrel does the next maybe next year, next six months, and how they develop. I'm you know to be honest. I think this is who they are. Yeah. I so I went to Burning Barrel for the first time in September. Mhm. And this was kind of who they were. Yeah. I took you to Burning Barrel again a couple weeks later. This is who they were. I went mm-hmm. to Burning Barrel a couple months ago. This is who they were. Beer Week comes out. This is the trendiest they've ever been. And the needle hasn't moved all that far. I However, the details have, the aesthetics have, the and aesthetics I think have that's just better. I think that's just where they're at. They're the detail, the the, the detail oriented brewery that has all of their ducks in a row, and the beer is B level. I think the tiramisu that we had was better than any of these. And I think at its best that was a B plus. Yeah. So. I I don't I would all of the top notch burning bear or uh, new glory. Stout releases or porter releases, mm-hmm. I would rather have over that tiramisu porter. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. Uh, or like the Citra on my mind was solid. That like, was a good IPA. From, yeah. From Burning Barrel, but most of yeah. most of what I see from other other places, I'm reaching for those things first. I mean, these these are all fine, right? Like we don't have a beef with any of this stuff, but it also it. It's not that it doesn't leave an impression because this like collab project is a very ambitious project and I want to speak yeah. to that. And I think it was a, like a super dope beer release. It was my favorite release from Beer Week. And even though it, it still probably is my favorite week, for, like my favorite beer release, release mm. like if someone said, hey, what happened during Beer Week that was super dope? I'd say, oh, well, this brewery, Burning Barrel, did a mixed four pack. Mm-hmm. They collaborated with four different breweries, did four different styles. Yep. Totally worth checking out. I would do it all over again. I'll do it again next year if I have the opportunity. But yeah. it's also not the best thing that came out of Beer Week. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And there's no hate there. Like, I, I respect yeah. Burning Barrel. Like, if I was taking a girl on a date, that's probably where I'm going. Or Urban Roots, like we've talked about. But, yeah. like, like, nothing but respect for what Burning Barrel does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I think they know what they're good at and they stick to it. Yeah, which is good. It's, yeah. it's dope. Like yeah. I, Again, like I don't want to come off like I'm hating on Burning Barrel. They're just also not my favorite. Um, to me, this sort of counts as like a Burning Barrel brewery spotlight. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. Like, like I don't. It's just not my deal as much as it is other people. And I think that's predicated on, like we've talked about a lot of times, you and I just have different expectations of breweries. Yeah. And what we're looking yeah. for. Um, but yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts or are we good? I would say this week or this year's beer week was pretty awesome. It didn't disappoint. Was it better than last year's? I think it was. I don't think the beer maybe was any better, but I think you and I were better at judging what we wanted and what we were expecting out of beer week. And I think I had a better time this year than last year. I missed. 
I wish they I wish track seven would have dropped an oh yeah. During that would have been yeah, that would have been good. You know. Um I wish I would because you know, New Glory dropped a mind shaker and that's just I mean like they, yeah, but, which was one of the I mean one of the most disappointing beers in Beer Week, but also yeah. like I don't know. I wish I know tra- I know why Track Seven didn't have a bigger prominence, but I feel like the brewery scene really missed them kicking. Oh yeah, there's a hole. There's a void. I almost said a hole. There's a void that Track Seven used to fill that I think uh, New Glory and Out of Bounds are gonna start picking up the slack on filling that void. Uh, New Glory is gonna open a third location and make a ton of beer. They're doing really well. So Track Seven used to be the big dog. We're starting to see them kind of get smaller, which was a surprise. But the beer that they put out this week was still killer beer in Track 7 fashion. It was still off the wall. It was fantastic. So, I mean, uh, they're, I think pound for pound, they still might have been my favorite Beer Week release. Yeah. But what they brought into Beer Week was smaller than what New Glory brought. So I think yeah. I think we both agree like New Glory did the best job because they just seem to be overwhelming people with just sheer volume oh, of they, what they're every doing. Every day they had something really awesome happening at the brewery. Every yeah. day. And not just one location sometimes, sometimes multiple locations. Uh-huh. And but I mean like last year like Track 7 had like a Mario Kart 6 a Mario Kart 64 tournament. That's pretty cool. Like yeah. you know what I mean? like Yeah. Uh, I mean they just had some really dope stuff going for them. And I, I think the I think Beer Week missed their presence. I tend to agree with you. I think you and I I think the magic for Beer Week was greater a lot a year ago because it was our first time and the magic yeah. wasn't as great this year. Yeah. But I think the beer was at least comparable and the collabs at least for me made it more exciting. I think you and I were more prepared for it. We knew what we wanted, we went for what we wanted, we made it we strategicized. Our uh, approach. Yeah. Uh, trademark Chris Morarity. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a good call for us to do this year based on what we learned from last year. So maybe next year, if you're flying home for Beer Week, we can really uh, you know, have a good I time. I think this will be my last Beer Week for a couple years. It I might. Don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll be around, which kind of, kind of bums me out, but uh, you know, it's part of life, and yeah. um, it's pretty dope. I think in general, I mean, to go back to tie back into Burning Barrel, I think this was towards the, the top third of what we tried. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah. Um, probably the most exciting thing we tried. And then it just it just didn't pan out the way we had hoped, but still dope. And yeah. still still respect Burning Barrel. If you haven't been, you should absolutely it's, go. Yeah. This, I think Burning Barrel is better than Three Mile. Yeah, I would say this. Because uh, uh, well, we this... have a Three Mile episode. I don't I mean, we'll we'll see what order you edit them in, but I think. Uh, well, I'm gonna do them how we we chronologically how we did it. I okay, just, perfect. Yeah. So I mean, you'll have listened to the Three Mile podcast at this point. I think, regardless of what I said about Three Mile, because I'm I'm pro- sure I probably compared them to Burning Barrel or Thin Line. Uh, I think Burning Barrel is actually better, regardless of what I said. And that like this this. This is on another level. Three miles, not even there yet. I think um, this kind of embodies a small part of what it is to have a beer week in Sacramento, the beer community, uh, integration. This is really, this is a really, yeah. really dope concept. Yeah. Uh, Burning Barrel should be very proud of themselves, and I would, I would hate. I mean, as much as I've been critical, it's not rooted in anything negative or any beef with them. Like, I, yeah. I would, I would like, again, like between the two of us, if someone hit me up and said, "Hey, my Burning Barrel should come down." I'm going to drive down and, like, meet up with my buddies and grab a pint. You might not, but, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be, like, 
blown out of the water to drive down and meet well, up with them, but I, I would totally drive down. I, I basically live under a rock right now, but, you know, in the summer, maybe that's different. Maybe I'll have more time, and that's, you know, I'll go hang out at Vernon Barrel. We'll see. You know, who knows? Yeah. So. Um, but I guess with that, we'll leave you guys. Uh, Beer Week 2019 was super amazing. Yeah. Chris and I spent way too much money on beer. Yes. And it was also totally worth it. Yes. And... Uh, check out Burning Barrel. They're dope. Super cool atmosphere. Uh, for oh, yeah. all you fellas out there, take a girl like beer on a date to Burning Barrel. Fantastic. And you guys will have a great time. Um, next episode I'm hoping to record is Moxa. The Moxa yeah. Brewery Spotlight. Finally, we're trying to get to that. We've talked about it. I've listened to all the episodes. I know we've talked about it a lot. Talking about doing a live podcast on set. We're not going to do a live podcast on Aww. at Moxa. <laughs> the plan right now, and this might change because things seem to change with us, we'll do a flight. Mm-hmm. We'll strategize, trademark Chris Murray, uh, with our flights uh, at Moxa. Take home mm-hmm. a couple crawlers and then do kind of like an aftermath of what we got out of Moxa. Yeah. Um, you'll hear a little bit of a our agenda along the way we've kind of talked about it in some previous episodes we're a little bit backed up on getting the episodes out there well they won't know that by the time uh, this one but yeah well uh our next brewery spotlight should be moxa that should be the next time you guys hear from us and other than that cheers guys we'll talk to you next time cheers